WBNE. Hi, I'm Carrie. And I'm Jade. And today we're talking about Tweet Cute by Emma Lord. Yeah! This book was recommended to us on the WBNE Discord by the one and only Valerie Winters from the Hello from Elsewhere podcast. Yeah! She, like, advertised it as... This was really cute, kind of cheesy. Ha! <laughs> I <but>, get it. <laughs> but, and it's kind of like you've got mail, except not really. And so for the first, like, 30% of this book, I was expecting it to be like you've got mail. Yeah. And it wasn't completely. Things happened a lot faster in this book than I was expecting them to. Mm-hmm. But that's fine. Yeah. I don't know. I... I think things did go really fast, but at the same time, that's kind of the nature of social media, is things do go very quickly. So I think that helped with the storyline. That's profound. I mean, it's true. (laughs) So this story is about a girl named Pepper, who her mom runs a big burger franchise called big league burgers and they're running a new campaign for their new menu items one of which is called grandma's special grilled cheese Mm -hmm. and so they post about it and then this other company girl cheesing a like small little deli finds out that they're running this campaign but their special thing is the grandma's special grilled cheese So, Mm -hmm. they start a Twitter war with each other because the son of the guy who owns the girl cheesing place named Jack gets upset and he's like, well, I'm going to fight back. And so, then it just turns into this Twitter war back and forth of Big League Burger versus girl cheesing, which turns out to be Pepper and Jack just going back and forth at each other. Mm-hmm. At the same time, Jack has made a school app for people to com- communicate with each other anonymously called Weasel, where you sign up with the school's email address and you get an animal name and you can like talk to people, but you don't know who they are. And then at some point, the app will surprise you with the identity of the other person that you're talking to. Mm-hmm. And then at the same time... <laughs> Pepper and Jack are enemies. Jack is on the dive team and Pepper's on the swim team. And they just really do not like each other. Yeah, they kind of have these very strong opinions about each other right off the bat. Like, oh, Pepper's the girl who's a robot who doesn't have any emotions or feelings. And just, she's the Rory Gilmore of the school. Very, um, 4.0, pleases everybody prep school, going to the Ivy Leagues kind of girl. And then on the other hand, Pepper's thinking, ah, Jack's just this doofus. Like, I know he's an identical twin, but I can tell him and his brother apart immediately. He's just the class clown who's always trying to get everyone's attention. And he's so annoying and always calling me pepperoni and calling me mean names. So... They just have these very, um, I don't know, just these strong opinions about each other without really knowing each other, which we've all had those. Like, (laughs) 
you just kind of get those opinions of people. I have one of those. Right now? Yeah, there's just this one guy in my class that I just don't like. And I Aw, can... you're gonna marry him. Just kidding. <laughs> I hope not. <laughs> he, like, took, like, a year off last year. Yeah. And so now he's, like, not in my class anymore. He's not going to graduate with us, so. But it's fine. So the book is split up into their two point of views. <laughs> Pepper and Jack, it goes back and forth. Yes, we love different point of view books. Yes. We do. Yes, no. literally. Oh, we do. Heroes of Olympus. Oh my, oh my gosh. Yeah, every time I think of a multi point of view book, I always think of Heroes of Olympus. Yes, literally. I wish those were in first person, but it makes sense the way he did it. But anyways, we'll talk about yeah, that every later. Every time I want to write a book, it's in the Heroes of Olympus multiple point of view style. Yes! Every single time. So good. As soon as I saw that each chapter was like, Pepper, Jack, I was like, oh yeah. Oh yeah. Because it always keeps my attention. Books like that always keep my attention because I always want to know, oh my gosh, what are they thinking? Oh, now what are they thinking on the other side of this same thing? Oh, it's so good. It's so good. I adore this book. Everything about this book. that It's like, it. there's no slow exposition. I read the first probably like 15% in one day. Mm-hmm. And then the rest of the book the next day. <laughs> Literally same. Same. Like, I started it at like night, I think. And so then it was like, oh, I'll just go to bed. And then the next day, I had a test in the morning and then I was like I'm not going to do anything for the rest of the day to give myself a break so I took my test and then I just read this book until like 1am and then I went to bed and I woke up the next morning and finished the last few chapters yeah I it just really sucks you in yes I read the first few chapters I think I read a couple more the next day and then I finished this book at 4am today (laughs) Because she texted dude, me this morning. It just she texted me this morning. She says, like, I finished the book, but at what cost? And then the like time said 406 a.m. And I was like, <laughs> Yes. <laughs> that literally happens every time we watch the Lizzie Bennett diaries on YouTube. You think, oh, I'm gonna start this at 6 p.m. It'll be fine. I'll just watch a couple, and then you finish it at four in the morning, and you're like, What have I done? Why am I crying? <laughs> Bless the Lizzie Bennett Diaries. Ugh. This book starts off super cliche. I mean, the whole thing's yeah. pretty cliche. But I yeah. love it. But it starts off at the beginning. Like, I have my notes of, like, me, like, writing down things as they're happening. And it's like, oh, high school girl's main problem is she wants to get into college and get into a big Ivy League school and doesn't know she's good enough. And, oh, her parents are divorced and she sister has a bad relationship with her mom. And it's just all these things that are, like, Rory Gilmore I've seen complex. this before. Yeah, it's, like, very Roy Gilmore. Yeah. Very misunderstood prep school girl who's really small town. Yeah. Yeah, and she's also even more Roy Gilmore because Pepper moved from Nashville to New York to go to the school her freshman year while, like, Roy came in, like, sophomore year, Mm -hmm. junior year. Yeah. 
sophomore year. Yeah. Plus, she has anyway. the Paris complex as well with Pooja, her nemesis, turns friend, and they're best friends, and they're like, oh, we totally misunderstood each other. That's the weirdest thing in the whole world. Yeah. Yeah. So we see right off the bat that Pepper has a weird relationship with her mom, a good relationship with her sister, but her sister and her mom absolutely hate each other. Mm-hmm. There's this quote that happens right at the beginning that I wrote down, and it says, I should probably be annoyed that she thinks Twitter takes priority over my actual education, especially considering she put me in one of the most competitive schools in the country. But it's nice in a way to have her need me for something. I know, that broke I was like, my this heart. is so sad. And it reminds me a lot of the one girl and my grandma asked me to tell you she's sorry. Mm-hmm. Where she was putting the thing in the different drawers every time because she was like i just want to hear him say my name yeah Brit Marie. And i was like yes i was like this is so sad yeah so what happens right off the bat is that their mom needs pepper to help taffy big league burger social media manager with responding to twitter posts on their new campaign which is like being grilled Grilled by BLB because they're like promoting the new grilled cheese and they're gonna write down like little roasts. So that's the thing. And so Pepper is immediately like, I don't wanna do this, but Taffy doesn't have a sarcastic bone in her body, so I have to do it. And the whole time, there's all these elements of like family business because Big League Burger is now a huge franchise, but it was a family business at one point. And girl cheesing is like big, like, this is a family business. Yeah, there's only one location. The family is the people who run it. Like, they live upstairs. It's that kind of family business. Yes. So, right off the bat, like, I know, like, very little about this book. But I knew that people were going to fall in love and that was going to happen over the internet, pretty much. Yeah, I mean. In Pepper's chapter, she introduces two characters, two guys that I was like, those are going to be important later. The first is Jack. <laughs> yeah. Who she introduces as the school bully. Yeah. And then, or like the guy who like makes fun of her. And then I totally forgot the other guy's name. Landon? Landon. She introduces Landon, who she's like in love with. Yeah. She's had of. a crush on forever. Who, all this stuff. Who's a complete idiot. I so my it. note... <laughs> The next, so that's Pepper's chapter where we introduce the problems with her mom. And then the next chapter is Jack's chapter. And I wrote in all caps, yes, Pepper and Jack. (laughs) Yeah. Because I, you know, we all just love a good enemies to lover story. Oh, yeah. And they're not even, like, that big of enemies. Really, they just bug each other. Yeah, that's what makes this so good. Some enemies to lover stories are kind of like, this is a little bit toxic. Yeah. Like, this guy used to abuse people or, like, be a hu- terrible human being and then you fell in love with him and there might be a little bit of Stockholm Syndrome involved with that and, like, Ugh. I don't know about that. Like, I have a hard time with the, largely with the trope of this guy hates everybody but me. Yeah. 
like it's sweet and if i was reading it i would be like oh this is cute but if you like step back and really think about it it's kind of problematic yeah and if you were to deal with it in real life it'd be like oh no right like if that was in real life i wouldn't even like talk to that guy Mm -mm. unless he like kidnapped me and that would be a whole issue on its own oh my gosh (laughs) carrie (laughs) that was extreme i'm just i've read those stories before they exist wait beauty and the beast (sighs) right also i read um dawn and the something hold on i have to look what this book is called it's probably on your goodreads list already open (laughs) the wrath and the dawn ah that book is like this guy keeps killing women and then this girl comes in to like stop him from killing women and then they end up falling in love but it's like it's more complicated than that. He's, like, doing... He's having to kill women against his will, and, like, oh. he feels guilty about it every time, and, like... I see. It's a whole thing. But, like, just in the premise, you're like, this might be kind of problematic. Yeah. But then, once you explain that, I'm like, oh, well, he's not exactly the... There's always a bigger fish. There's always... Listen, that's such a big theme currently, at the moment there's always a bigger fish there's always a bigger problem like small potatoes you guys listen (laughs) and that was a theme in this book too like you thought oh this is the problem but like with most things the problem was lack of communication (laughs) i wrote down i mean i was like halfway through this book at the point but I put, oh my gosh, if there's a miscommunication plot line, I'm gonna scream. And guess what? How else? Like, literally, no. that's how all the problems the are. Story is that there are three stories all happening at the same time. Yes. All involving the same people, pretty much. And so mm-hmm. it's bound to happen. Mm-hmm. And it reminds me a lot of Miraculous Ladybug. Oh, which- Yes! Which is like, so you have Marinette and Adrian, like, go to school together, and Marinette's in love with Adrian, but Adrian's in love with Ladybug, which is Marinette's secret superhero alter ego, but, so then, like, it makes a square, yeah, because Adrian and his alter ego, Chat Noir, are both loving Marinette with Marinette, but Marinette and Ladybug are both in love with Adrian, but, like, neither one of the two, like, realize that the other is who they're actually in love with. Yeah. So, in this sense... Like, Pepper is in love with the, her weasel person, Wolf, which mm-hmm. she doesn't realize is Jack at the same time. And then they keep fighting, and... Yeah. It's great. I love it. My, the, like, best quote that Jack had right off the bat is, Our homeroom teacher, Mrs. Fairchild, is a big fan of silence. I personally suspect it's because she's nursing a hangover most of the time, which, respect... That was one of my favorites. Also, he calls Pepper a robot, like, right after that. And he's just adorable. I love him. He's so cynical of everyone around him. He's just like, oh my gosh, literally, like, (laughs) my teacher's always hungover. And this girl's a freaking robot. And just so blunt and to the point, calls it how it is. He's so funny. 
Yeah, Jack is a stereotypical hard and tough boy with layers, and Pepper is a stereotypical, I have to succeed or everyone will hate me, and then they're gonna fall in love and make each other better, and it's adorable. Yeah. And (laughs) it reminds me a lot of Dash and Lily. Yes, 1000%. This is just Dash and Lily with Twitter. (laughs) I wrote very strong Dash and Lily vibes. Jack reminds me a lot of Dash, which means Jade will adore him. Yes. I, I think I like... I think I like Dash more because I can see him, I guess... And I get more of his personality through body language, through what he wears, through whatever. I love Jack. But, and here's one thing that really bothered me. This is, like, my number one complaint about this book, okay? (laughs) People can do other things with their face besides smirk. Do you know how many times that word is in that book? At least a thousand it's so ridiculous but i can imagine it every time like if that word comes up once or twice i'm like oh yeah that's that person's character trait right there like that happened a lot in percy jackson it was like oh that person smirks you can tell when they're talking when they're able to do that but they only say it once or twice but in this book it was literally every other sentence and i was like no stop stop there are other words. There are other things people do with their faces. No. <laughs> I'm very adamant, okay? <sighs> I believe you. This book had a lot of themes in it that pained my soul. Yeah. As a second or last semester senior of college, mm-hmm. reading about seniors in high school trying to figure out their lives, I was like, this is a lot of angst that I didn't need in my life right now. But also, I'm fully committed, and I cannot stop. Yeah, it's it's one of those where if you're in it, it would be a lot more impactful. Like, if we were in high school, it would make a lot more sense. Or, like, first-year college. But since we're a bit older, it's like, oh, that's a lot of angst. But I definitely felt that. (laughs) I was there. Like, I feel it. Like, they're, like, trying to figure out what they're going to do for the rest of their lives in college. And, like... Pepper is, like, dealing with the fact that she doesn't know what she wants to do in college, but she feels like there's this expectation to do well in school and, like, all of these things. And then Jack feels, like, this pressure to take over his family business, but he just wanted to develop apps. And, like, I feel that, and I'm 22, graduating from college. Like, I don't know what I'm doing. I, like, ah. (laughs) So the themes are definitely relatable for people in this general age range from like 16 to maybe 22 I wouldn't go much further than that just because that it might become less relatable like reading Percy Jackson as a 30 year old sarcastic banter in this book is the best thing that I've ever read in my life I didn't know how you were gonna finish that sentence I was so stressed I was holding my breath I was like what's she gonna say oh my gosh that was the other thing that extremely reminded me of Gilmore Girls it was very Rory and Lorelai banter or even Rory and Logan 
just very quick. Logan. Mm, we stand Logan. Mm. Yeah. Like I brought down, do you ever do something really, really stupid? No, actually, I'm perfect, and I've never done a single stupid thing in my life. <laughs> my gosh, their flirty texts give me life. <laughs> it's so great. Like, this, their relationship is all that I just ever wanted in my life. Yeah. The thing is, by, so the book is split into two parts. And the first part is, like, 30% of the way through. Mm-hmm. Or something like that and at the end of the first part we find out that or pepper and jack find out that they've been tweeting at each other mm-hmm. on each other's platforms and so then jack gets all upset because her mom's come pepper's mom's company stole her like family business yeah like their special thing and then Pepper, like, feels bad because she's been, like, pulled into this and she didn't really want to do it. Yeah, which Jack didn't understand. He's like, oh, yeah, your mom made you do it. Sure. Right. So then, like, Pepper makes him, like, brownies to apologize. And then Jack's family business, like, booms and they're having, like, their best sales that they've ever had in their lives. Mm -hmm. And so then the second part starts off with them knowing that each other is in this this Twitter battle and, like, doing it as, like, a bet. And they're just like, well, now that I know who it is, it's been, like, more personal for them. hmm But I wrote Pepper, our queen, and Jack ruling the deli industry together. I love them. This is, this is when I realized that everything was just happening faster than I expected it to. I expected them to find out that they were tweeting at each other later in the book. Okay. But it happened, like, pretty early on into the book. Mm-hmm. And so then, like, then, by the second part, by a third of the way through the book, we went down from three stories to two stories. Yeah. Of, now it's just Jack and Pepper bantering and in real life and on the internet, and then we have Wolf and Bluebird, which is just Pepper and Jack anonymously. Yeah, I mean, I think she really wanted to play out the banter of them knowing each other instead of all the angst of them not knowing each other and being like oh my gosh who is doing this they're such a bully like whatever and because i loved it it was great i loved the banter yeah my favorite quote is when the business starts booming jack has a twin brother ethan who's gay and he, like, after their bit, the first day of their business boom, Ethan goes, two girls asked for my number, and Jack responds with, you already have a boyfriend. And Ethan's like, yeah, I told him that. And Jack goes, but you didn't mention that you have an identical twin? <laughs> yeah. Uh, Jack has a very big twin complex. This So, this is very similar to the new Jeremy Jordan Hallmark movie that just came out. Mix it up in the Mediterranean. Mix up, mix up in the Mediterranean. The, I need to watch. The Gerant Trap, as we like to call it. <laughs> the Gerant Trap. Uh, but it's basically the same idea of like, oh, there's the 
twin who's still back at home working in the working in the deli or working in the wherever just kind of like the lowly job but has a lot of potential and then there's the gay brother who's more successful and is already in a relationship and the parents like more and so it was very similar um it just it was funny to me how they didn't really talk about them because they both kind of hated each other and resented each other for the same reason. And the parents kind of talked to both of them separately and is like, you both have the same issue with each other. So just work it out. And they really don't. They kind of explained how they did the guy thing where they both know what's going on and don't talk about it and everything just kind of blows over. And I'm like, okay, but you could have talked about it. You could have. It's true. We love emotionally vulnerable men. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, it also makes sense. They're teenage boys who kind of low-key hate each other, so. Right. Yeah, there's like the whole time we're having like this stuff with Pepper and Jack is being worked out, but each, both Pepper and Jack have their own like family issues that they're dealing with. Mm-hmm. With like Jack and Ethan are constantly at ends because Ethan's like the student body president and like captain of the swim team and like popular and like all of these things. And then Jack is like the weird one. Yeah. And he constantly has to deal with people like mistaking him for each other. Yeah. Or, like, people are constantly mistaking jake for jack for ethan and it annoys jack because he's not so then like it's like cute because pepper's the only one who really knows yeah she's the only one who can tell the difference like when they first so pepper and ethan are supposed to have a swim team meeting to discuss things like fundraising whatever and instead it's jack wearing ethan's clothes and Ethan's hat and sitting just like Ethan and before she even walks up to him she notices that it's Jack and she's like you really didn't think that would fool me right and he just kind of stares at her like what what do you mean (laughs) I'm like that's so funny he tried to trick her to no avail yes so So sweet and then at the same time, Pepper's having to deal with her mom being super controlling and crazy. And never present. Right. And so they're all dealing with their own issues. And then at the same time, they're seniors in high school trying to figure out what they're going to do for the rest of their lives. Mm-hmm. Which is, like, angsty. <laughs> Stressful. Very relatable. Very painful. But, like, the stakes are so much higher because they... Are, like trying to get into ivy leagues <laughs> yeah my favorite scene in this whole book is when pepper shows up to do her columbia interview at the school and then like jack shows up and she's like he's like oh who are you interviewing for and she's like columbia and he's like you know you're in the wrong spot right and then she like panics one because she has 30 minutes to get to columbia 
and two because she's never left like the like seven mile radius or seven block radius like where her house in the school is another very dash and lily thing because lily was literally shown on a map her little radius around her house <laughs> which like honestly if i lived in new york city i would be pretty similar yeah that city is absolutely massive yeah and so then they like run to columbia together and then he like waits for her and then at this point they've agreed to do a bet to stop the twitter war where this like big magazine website company would like post a picture of both of their grilled cheeses and then which one who whichever one gets the most retweets wins the bet mm-hmm. and so then pepper gets out of her columbia interview and realizes that the wrong picture got sent in for mm-hmm. girl cheesing it's one with ethan and the girl cheese which means that they're gonna win because ethan is like an attractive guy yeah and looks and more so small they... town looks more innocent Right, so then they start to fight a little bit, but then exactly one thing I really appreciate about this book is all of the miscommunications between Jack and Pepper are resolved pretty quickly. My gosh, yeah. Like, there's none of this, like, there's long drawn out stuff between their parents and their family members, which is like, Yes. It's mm-hmm. hard to talk about vulnerable things with your family. Mm-hmm. Like, I get that. But at the same time, Pepper and Jack, like, something happens, and they want to work it out as quickly as possible. Yeah. And I really love that for them. Yeah, they they really know how to kind of hash it out and talk it out really quick. And forgive each other and like understand oh you're coming from this place oh and you're coming from this place okay we're cool yes and then we find out oh at this point jack finds out that pepper's real name is patricia (laughs) which is hilarious yeah but like how do you get pepper from patricia honestly just by not wanting the name Patricia. Valid. Good point. But then the magazine website company or whatever that posted the thing found like finds out about their secret identity, like finds out about the people behind the posts and are like, oh my gosh, Jack and Patricia, they're so cute. Are they actually in love with each other? Mm-hmm. And it just like blows up on the internet and it's so funny. Like it would be absolutely awful if this happened to me oh yeah i was cringing the idea the idea that somebody's like writing fan fiction about them and like shipping them is like both hilarious and horrible at the same time and it's relatable because you know that happens with literally everything they were even shipping the mascots of the different restaurants and both of them were like they're minors. This is disgusting. <laughs> <laughs> They're both like little kids. <laughs> but like, I would love somebody to write fan fiction about me or my characters. Mm, yeah. That would be so nice. Also, the fact that they're trending on Tumblr. Oh my gosh. 
the funniest thing to me. Because that's how you know it's gone deep. Yeah. All the weirdos go on Tumblr. I've read essays on Tumblr about why Ray and Kylo Ren should have ended up in the end. Like, (laughs) Tumblr is a beautiful place. (laughs) Yeah, it's nuts, man. And I'm just, like, imagining people writing essays about why Jack and Pepper got together and, like, how their romance is going. Yeah. It's great. And then they have this scene in the pool at school. Oh my gosh. Which, very good scene. It props to Emma for having this very sweet scene without it getting weird. Because teenage hormones in a swimming pool by themselves it could have gotten weird really fast but she was very good at avoiding any of that and it was just very fun very playful and i really appreciated the pg-ness of it all yeah i was thinking about that today i was walking around a bookstore and i was like thinking about books that are popular on tiktok or just like in general right now and i was like all of these books have like very smutty scenes in them. Yeah, and that's and just I was not like, even I'm like, interested in. And that's like even young adult now is pretty smutty. Yeah, it can and so get like this, weird real quick. That was something I appreciated about this is that you just have two people innocently falling in love with each other without yeah. like too much talk about like, oh, they're sleeping together. Yeah, and, like, they were talking about making out and whatever, and it's like, all right, well, that's high school. You ever see kids making right. out in a and stairwell? Like, like... And there was also no point in this book where I was like, oh, yeah, people are not having sex. It didn't feel unnatural in any way. Mm-hmm. Like, I've been to high school. I know what people are like. Yeah. But we don't need to talk about that in public. Yeah. Yeah, there's a little bit of cussing, but it's all very, like, it's done well. It's done tastefully. It's done how teenagers talk. Like, plain and simple. Yes. I loved, well, I didn't love this book, but in the pool, basically the bet was if Jack's company wins the retweet war, Pepper has to jump off the high dive because Mm -hmm. she's scared of it. And so she does it. And then they have this, like, very cathartic, emotionally charged moment mm. where, like, Pepper is, like, facing her fears and then they're, like, realizing that they like each other, like, in this pool. And then Landon shows up Ugh. and asks Which, for Pepper's course, number because, you know, right, and asks for Pepper's number because they're gonna, like, Pepper's gonna join him and his group for senior skip day. Mm-hmm. And so After then he can, school, like, share the information. Because, you know... <laughs> Pepper's not gonna skip school. But then Jack her. freaks out because he's like, oh, Pepper likes Landon, not me. My bad. How did I misunderstand this? Mm-hmm. And then Jack finds out that the one that he's been talking to on the Weasel app is Pepper. While this whole yeah, time Pepper he... thinks that's Landon. Yes. 
He makes a mac and cheese locating app where you can find all the best mac and cheese within a five mile radius. And she's so in love with it. She's like, I need one for cupcakes. And so he finally makes one for her and she freaks out and there's like 500 locations. It's incredible. And so she's like, OMG, I want to show you this really cool thing I've done. And it's her blog that her and her sister do. It's anonymous, but she's been making so many baked goods for Jack, like the sorry blondies or the monster cake that he knows un like he's so aware oh my gosh this is her like oh my gosh this is pepper like it has to be there's no other person who could make these things yeah and because he made the app he's like blocked the app from revealing their identities because he just changed the code a little bit and so then he's like freaking out because like she she thinks that it's Landon, and Jack figures out that she thinks that it's Landon, and he's like, oh, she doesn't want it to be me. She wants it to be Landon, because yeah. she's in love with Landon, not me. And it's this whole, like, very circular high school thing of she likes me, and then she likes that guy, but actually she likes her and him, and... But mm-hmm. it gets resolved pretty quickly. Yeah. It's also, that was another Dash and Lily moment for me was he wanted to even the playing field because when he finds out Lily's name, she like gives him the hints and whatever. He goes, look, I can't tell you my name. I can tell you something else because I want the playing field to be even. No one else's name in this city is Dash, but Lily's such a common name. It's not the end of the world. So keeping that playing field even was important to both of them and I thought that was super sweet. Right, Jack finds out they like Pepper gets banned from using her mom's kitchen because she's been really messy and so she goes with Jack to bake at his place mm-hmm. for the swim team, dive team, bake sale and then they end up alone upstairs in the apartment kissing and Jack is like no I have to stop because like, I want to tell you that I know that you're a bluebird and that we've been communicating on this app. And then they're like, parents show up and stop everything. And so then you have like the extended of, wait, more miscommunication because this thing got stopped and now they don't really understand what's going on. And then Jack shows up and he's all heroic to save her from senior skip day and literally him so um i almost called her lily oh god (laughs) (laughs) so pepper and Pooja go to senior skip day it's the after school version it's getting to be nighttime they're having dinner and landon was like oh i'm gonna buy you dinner even though he's totally wasted They're all completely wasted and making a fool of themselves. And that's when Pepper finds out that, oh, Landon is Cheetah, not Wolf. Wolf is the person she's been talking to. She finds out that Landon's not Wolf and she's almost relieved. Like, oh, I'm not in love with this idiot who's making a fool of himself right now. Um, And so Landon 
made a mistake and so he bought her a hot dog from a food cart and she ends up getting food poisoning from it and she's like yeah I started vomiting and Pooja was holding my hair and she looks up and it's Jack holding her hair and I was like oh my gosh oh that's so sweet I literally can't (laughs) there's a scene before this where Pepper's talking about baking, and I just need to mention it, because it's literally Jenna from Waitress. Yes! Ah! (laughs) They even mentioned later in the book that her and her mom, like, watched that movie together, and I was like... I... Yes, yes." I was literally about to say that. (laughs) Pepper just needs, like, break out into song, baking, maybe kiss Jeremy Jordan a few times, like, it'd be great. Also, when they kissed before this, like, food poisoning thing, I literally gasped out loud. I was like, yes, I'm ready. But this thing happens, and there's, like, more miscommunication. And I was like, why don't people ever just talk things out? And then the next chapter, they talked it out. And I I wrote down, dude, they immediately talked it out. I'm so proud of them. Yeah, like, they let it stew for a decent amount of time because a lot of times you can't just talk it out in the heat of the moment. That makes things worse. So they give it a little time to marinate, and then it's like, oh, okay, I'm gonna accuse you of this. I'm gonna accuse you of this. Well, both of us are wrong. Oh, okay. (laughs) It's very easy. Yes. The end happens... The end at this point happens pretty quickly. Yeah. The vice principal at the school has, like, banned the app because... He he, thinks it's a dangerous app, and it's not. Like, Jack has even said in his own defense, he's like... Thinks that students are cheating on it. Yeah, like, he thinks kids are bullying each other their whatever and he's like no i red flag and report and kick off anyone who does any of that stuff i monitor stuff really well i do a really good job people are creating study groups people are becoming friends and becoming more than friends off of this app like it's a really good thing and it takes a lot of the pressure off of the very prep schooly atmosphere And he knows that, and everyone else knows it, besides the principal, who's super old school and just thinks it's an app for bullying. Which, in his defense, he has no idea, so... Right. But then, people get accused, and Pepper lies about whether or not Jack made the app, because at this point she's figured it out. And then it all comes back, and they find out that Jack made the app, and so Jack gets suspended for a week, and then Pepper gets suspended for two days because she lied. And then, like, they're both suspended and they have to, like, work out their issues with their family. So then, like, Jack, like, has an explosive conversation with his dad about, like, maybe I don't want to do the family business. Mm -hmm. And the dad's like, okay, then don't. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. He's like, I just thought you always loved it and you always did things without asking. So I just assumed you wanted to do this, but... If you don't, that's cool too, whatever. (laughs) Yeah, because Jack this whole time has had this huge twin complex where, like, Ethan's the golden child and, like, 
Jack is just the one that his parents are going to pass it on to because he's not good for anything else. And his dad's like, no, we were going to pass it on to you because you actually love this place. Yeah. Like, we thought you wanted it. So we wanted to prepare you for that day that we thought was inevitably coming. Instead, you thought it was this prison we were putting you in and it wasn't. We thought you wanted it. And he even admitted to himself later, he's like, I don't want to move away. I still want to help this place, but I do want to make apps too. I want to do well in the world. I want to do something I'm really passionate about while staying close to my family at the same time, which family man, yes, sir. (laughs) And then Pepper like works it out with her mom and is like, I can't do this anymore. Like, this is too much pressure. And her mom's like, you're right. This is too much pressure. Yeah, fine. And then we find out that Pepper's mom and Jack's dad, like, dated for a little bit. Mm-hmm. And that Jack's dad stole some of their, like, famous desserts from Pepper's mom. And the grand- Jack's grandmother, like, gave Pepper's mom permission to steal something from their company. Yeah. Like, a recipe. And she did it, like, ten years later. Or longer than that, like, twenty years later. Yeah. But she still did it. And so it, like, resolves in this fun little, like, yeah, this is coming all along. Yeah. It was bound to happen eventually. It just... Whatever. So then everybody lives happily ever after. It's kind of hilarious because they end up working for each other. Because Pepper wants to make her own bakery. So she works at Girl Cheesing and gets to create whatever desserts she wants. Just to try them out and learn how to make a small business and kind of take a year off. But also, like, learning at the same time and working really hard. And Jack gets to develop apps for Big League Burger. And there's this whole thing about it. It's really cute. So sweet. Yeah, so then there's an epilogue. How did you feel about the epilogue, Jade? Listen. (laughs) It could have been taken out and everything would have been fine. I loved the epilogue. It, no, it was good. I, I turned to it and it said epilogue and I was like, Jade's going to have opinions about this. <laughs> I'm going to have a meltdown. No, I'm not. It was good. It was sweet. I was like, oh, this is really nice. They're, they're cute. They're still together. Everyone's hanging out together. This is really sweet. Um, however, it wasn't 100% necessary. Like... It really wasn't. They could have just left it, and you could have left that up to the imagination. Um, Either way, it it was fine. I thought it was necessary because before the epilogue, it didn't resolve anything about what they decided that they were going to do for the rest of their lives. And? And That was a big plot point throughout the whole thing. Like, they were constantly, like, dealing with, like... I don't know what I want to do. And so, like, seeing them decide was nice. Listen. And, like, we didn't get confirmation that they were fully dating. And so to see, like, okay, Jack is at NYU studying apps and interning at Big League Burger and Pepper's working for Girl girl Cheesing and going to Columbia and they're dating and, like, everything's cute and fun. Like, it was just nice. And, like, there, it was only a year later and so there was enough time. Yeah. Where, like, the rest of their lives are up for your imagination still. Yeah. It wasn't like, and then they got married and took over the family business, and then this happened, and they had this many kids, and like. Now that would have made me livid. That's not okay. So, 
that's the book. Do you have any other favorite parts? I mean, I just love the whole thing. Yeah, I just... I just have not been that absorbed and, like, invested in the characters in a book in a long time. I haven't finished a book at an ungodly hour in probably, like, five or six years. Yeah, there hasn't been a book that I've read in a long time where I start reading it with the intention of just reading it for a little bit and then end up reading the whole thing. Yeah, this book will catch you off guard in every way imaginable. And I just, their relationship is super cute, and I really like that. I love all the witty banter and the, like, the, like, we play with each other. Like, that's super cute. Yeah. I want to marry Jack. (laughs) Ah, I love just every little pepper jack moment i love it it's like every dash and lily moment it's it's magical it's awkward and weird but it's perfect at the same time and you can tell just by the way they talk about each other and their different perspectives that they notice things about each other and they love those little quirks about each other and every little adventure they have and i i'm always a sucker for the guy taking care of the girl in an emergency situation like when like in gilmore girls when um Lorelai's dad goes to the hospital and she's like, I don't have a ride. I can't get there and is freaking out. And Luke drops everything, closes the diner and takes her. That's the same to me with the Columbia scene. I knew that was going to happen. And I was like, nope, I'm done. Like, (laughs) this is it for me. And then him holding her hair. And even in the high dive scene, She got up to the top, and I'm sure he could tell by her expression that she literally wanted to die. And he was like, you don't have to do it. And the way he said her name, and she just fell in a puddle on the floor because she was like, I've never heard anyone say my real name like that. And I was like, oh, oh, okay, I'm fine. (laughs) They're just... Every, every so little much. adventure they have is so fantastic. It's so well written and it's just feel good. Makes you want to sit inside on a rainy day with a cup of coffee or tea and just binge read all day. Yeah, it was a nice, lighthearted, easy read. Can read it in a day and like move on with your life. Yeah. And I really appreciate that. Yeah, not everything has to be, oh, I finished this and my life has changed. It's just, I finished this and it was really cute and I hope it's a Netflix series. (laughs) Like, this book made me laugh and I, like, screamed at it and there were multiple, was like, yes, you did that. Like, I was just very invested and I really, really loved it. Yes. Oh my gosh. I just realized this. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. There... They're Percy and Annabeth. Okay. The way they look, their personalities, class clown versus really smart girl, blonde girl, super smart, disheveled hair, really good swimmer. So, so 
you're telling me that this book is Percy and Annabeth without the Greek gods. Because even the way that their parents like communicate with each other about how they their parents hate each other. This is just glorified Percy Jackson fanfic. It literally is! The <laughs> author said she always wrote fanfiction in her math class. Oh my gosh! We're on to you, Emma Lord. <laughs> also, we adore you. Yeah. We know you wrote <laughs> Percy Jackson fanfiction just for us and we're okay with it. This is every high school Percy Jackson fanfiction. Oh my gosh! Wow. Paul is Grover! Paul is Grover. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Bless you, Emma Lord. <laughs> I have to reread this entire thing as Percy and Annabeth. I'm having a meltdown. You can go on without me. <laughs> okay. Um, I need you to rate this book. <laughs> Help! No! I forgot you asked that. <laughs> Haha, <laughs> surprise. Every week. So not a surprise. We do it in literally every episode. Literally every... Mm. This is so hard because now that I've discovered it's a really, really good published high school Persebeth fan fiction. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> this is so hard. Because I've read some really bad ones, let's be honest. Haven't we all? Mm. The first... Yesterday... I was on TikTok, and somebody made a drawing for the, like, there was only one bed trope. Oh and I was my like, gosh. I was like, I don't think I've read one of those. Or if I have, it's been a really long time. And then I was, like, thinking, I was like, I guess I have to go on Archive of Our Own later and look it up. And then I was like, you know what I want to read? I want to read Persebeth, There Was Only One Bed. Yeah. I haven't looked it up yet, but I'm going to. No, there's definitely a few. There's... There's some good Persebeth fan fictions out there, you guys. Like, you gotta find them. You gotta look. None of that parachel. If anybody crap. wants to know, I'll bring out my list from when I was in middle school. My <laughs> gosh, there's some really incredible ones. Oh, they're so good. Um, boy. Okay, rate this book. Help me. I'm gonna rate it. Eight and a half. Solid. Because it's fantastic. It's not the best book in the entire world. Um, it's really good. It's just good, lighthearted, warm fuzziness. It's not super heavy. It's a bit angsty, but so it, so are high schoolers. It's how it is. Uh, the writing style's really incredible. All the little nuanced like all the little references like to high school musical to waitress every time they named a bake a baked good it was like in the dark dark chocolate pie i was like yep i can hear that going on in my head right now and then they actually mentioned waitress i'm like well obviously and just all those little references or when jack goes yeah you'll be free as a bird and i was like Jack! You don't know what you just said. Jack! Okay, sorry. Rate your thing. I could go on for days. I'm gonna give it a nine. Yeah. Because it was just great. It was fantastic. I had a great time. 
So together that gives it a score of 8.75 and makes it the best book we've read. Dang. Well, that won't change till Percy Jackson, so... (laughs) I'm just saying, like... Not to say any of the books we read in the future are going to be bad, but... (laughs) We'll see. Valerie Winters may recommend a really good book to do next. Oh my. Please. What if our whole podcast is just Valerie recommending us books? (laughs) Please. I wouldn't be mad. She has great taste. Casey recommending us sweaters. (laughs) Please. All right. I wish our promo for this week was them. This sucks. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Everybody check up Hello from Elsewhere and then in a couple weeks see our promo for them. <laughs> oh my god. Okay, it's time to wrap, Jane. Oh. I just I don't I can't let go, Jack. <laughs> it's so sad. Okay, check us out on Twitter, on Instagram, Google us, <laughs> Gmail us, whatever you want to do, at CurlyCriticsPod, CurlyCriticsPod at gmail.com, all the fancy things, we love hearing your things, like our stuff, I tweet a lot of funny things, please. I love it. Curly Critics is a proud member of the WBNE network, which has eight great shows for you to listen. You can go to WBNE.org to listen to those shows and find out more. One of those shows, and the original show, is Bacon and Eggs, where Tyler and Ethan review movies. It's a lot like us, except they spend a lot of time not reviewing movies. But they're a really great time to listen to, and they're really funny, and they're probably the coolest guys that I know. So, here's a promo. Howdy, Yokes. I'm Tyler Carlin. And I'm Ethan Hill, And we host Bacon and Eggs, a movie lovers podcast. It's the most roll your eyes, I've seen it before concept for a show. But with new hosts, I promise. Each week, we sit down together and watch a beloved movie. We start by looking at some critical and concrete points and let our conversation flow from there. We've covered all sorts of movies, from Jaws to Little Women. From the Lego Movie to the Lego Movie 2. From Marvel to Star Wars. From Back to the Future to Back to the Future Part 2. And tangents from our frustrations with fast food. To discussing our fear of the Mighty Loom. So if you want a podcast that makes you laugh, download Bacon and Eggs, a movie lover's podcast. With new episodes available every Thursday, wherever you get your podcasts, and now on WBNE.org. Ghostbusters 2! I, I, my, my hope and dream was that you would say that. Thanks for listening. Okay, bye. Bye. <laughs>I'm so upset. I forgot to mention the Lego Han Solo smile because that's literally the face Jack makes 99% of this book. <laughs> just like crooked. The smirk just well, like. Putting that at the end. <laughs> <laughs>